ahead he goes. McEwen in the left wing. McEwen wheels in front and was checked. The puck sat there for a moment. Now York is shot. Score! Cam York's first in the natural. And it's 2-1 Philadelphia. This is episode 80 of the Liberty Yell. Danny Deemer here with Chris Stompo. As always, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm just patiently waiting for Barry Trotz to be announced to the Winnipeg Jets, I suppose, since that is the rumor that has been flying around as of the recording of this podcast. Yeah, is so that Philadelphia is going to get torts and Winnipeg's going to get trots. Yeah, so that's like the rumor right now, huh? I sent you that tweet of the Winnipeg, that Winnipeg podcast saying that like whatever sources they have says that Trotz is their next head coach and it's going to be announced Tuesday or Wednesday, it said. I kind of forget what day they said. But but then again, like I, I saw people in the comments saying that Trotz has other interviews lined up, but I'm pretty sure he's still interviewing with us. So I really, I honestly, I don't know about that. But like you said, I'm not going to believe, I'm not going to believe shit until one of the big boys say something. Friedman, uh, who else? Who's the uh, LeBron? The, LeBron. Who's even one? like Sarah Valley yeah. and anyone of them dudes. That's what I was thinking of. He he, he just signed with the Daily Faceoff. They they just traded for him. Signed with them. Daily Faceoff website. So any of those three guys, if they start tweeting that out, then then I'll I'll mostly move on. But until then, Danny, the Brinks truck is still in his backyard. I don't care. It's still in his backyard. It has to be. I I don't believe the rumor. Just because I've seen it plenty of times within our own fan base. People jumping the gun on this sort of thing. So I'm not going to believe Jet-centric podcasts. Like, I'm just not. This is, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, would, that would be like me and you tweeting out, like, Trots is a done deal than having everyone bl- blindly believe us. Like, I feel like that's the equivalent. And we talked about how we would never do that. Even, like, I, I would have to have Chuck Fletcher in on FaceTime, like I said to you last night. I would have to have Chuck Fletcher on FaceTime telling me that it's a done deal for me to even think about tweeting something like that out. So, yeah, I mean, they either are trying to get clicks or they have a, a, a legitimate source. Um, so, I mean, we'll see how that plays out within the next couple of days because I'm pretty sure he still has some interviews to come. But Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still going to us, Detroit, I would assume. I mean, if Detroit doesn't at least have a cup of coffee with him, that's that's stupid, in my opinion. Nah, yeah, I think I think, dude, if he went to Detroit, now that's a sleeper team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. You got Yeiserman, you got great, uh, storied organization with great history, a big market, like yeah, those two rookies who are. I'm more. Be... I was more scared of the Red Wings going into this than I actually was Winnipeg, believe it or not. Yeah. He, he, well, I also read that the whole hometown thing, like you know how Tross is from Winnipeg and stuff, like him going home. I heard that's not really much of a factor. I don't know how true that is. I forget where I read it from, but it was pretty like it was from a pretty like big name uh, reporter. I don't I don't think it was LeBron or any of them. But. Yeah, I mean like you have to wonder, right? Because like the Winnipeg Jets aren't trending upward, right? I mean, they're talking about selling off their core. They're they're weird to me, dude. Like they're actually. I mean, they got Blake Wheeler, Connor Connor, Shifley, Ellers, Dubois, Paul Stasny. Like, they have really good. Like star players, like any one of those dudes would probably be the best player on our team. And any one of the dudes I just mentioned, then they got some pretty good depth. Like Mason Appleton's good. Adam Brooks is okay, uh, and their defense is pretty good. Like Morrissey, I would love to have Morrissey. Nate Schmidt was like good three years ago. I don't know what happened to him. Um, uh, Pionk, he's pretty good. Um, and then that's like Logan Stanley, he's okay too. And then you got Hellebuck, who's always been a stud. So like they're they're really weird, and I wouldn't. 
like maybe Trotz is like their last kind of puzzle piece because they've always been an extremely confusing team to me. I feel like me disappointing you, is the word yeah, I would say. The confusing, disappointing, whatever word you want to use, they're it because I mean they're kind of like us in a way to like they're they don't have any cap room, which is why they're talking about selling off a couple of these pieces. And I know Shifley was the one. I know, I know we talked about that. I don't know if it was last pod or the pod before that, but I mean he's one of those pieces that they're talking about potentially moving. And I know he has a modified and no trade clause, so he would have to want to come here. But yeah, he's definitely someone that I would look at. But <clears throat> sorry, uh, Winnipeg is definitely a very confusing team, and, and you know. Trot, maybe Trotz would be that that last piece, like I said. So, I mean, like we said, we'll keep an eye on it. But just on the surface, I look at one team whose locker room is always in question every year. There's always stories about how dedicated the top guys in the locker room are. They're talking about selling them off every season. Yeah. And then you look at Detroit, who, in my opinion, are just an upward. Like, they're just going exponentially upward. It's only a matter of time before that team is is very good again. Yeah. And especially with Steve Yzerman at the helm, like you know that trust is going to be there in order to make the right moves to get his personnel. I'm still scared of Detroit, dude. Nah, I mean, we just said it before we hit uh, play on on this episode. Detroit's definitely like a sleeper, and it's weird though because I, I I didn't even really really think about it until now. I mean, you got uh, Edvinson who just signed his ELC with them. So I mean, like Cider, Edvinson, Lucas Raymond, Raymond Larkin. Larkin. Yeah, I mean they they have they have pieces, they have pieces, and now it's going to come to the point where Yazman is going to have to build around that. I mean, look what he did with Tampa. He's the <laughs> we're we're potentially watching Tampa sweep Florida tonight. I mean, we'll see what happens. I don't know what time is that game. Seven, seven thirty. Uh, seven. Seven. So I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens tonight. Tampa's on a back to back. I mean, both Tampa and Florida are on a back to back, obviously, but definitely a weird schedule. But um, yeah, Yzerman is is responsible for that. Yzerman, Yzerman. Um, so I think I think Detroit is finally at that point where they can start putting like death pieces around these guys because like, Lucas Raymond, twenty years old, had a great top five in rookie scoring. I know Sider's in the running to to win Rookie of the Year with Zegers and Bunting over there in uh, Toronto, uh, even though he's like 27, 26, the whole Panarin shit again. But, yeah, I, Detroit's definitely a sleeper one for me. And, like, it's Detroit-Winnipeg that kind of worries me with uh with Trotz because those are two attractive teams, in, in my opinion. If I was Trotz, I would be like, hmm, I, I would like to go there. I would like to, to see what I can do with Detroit. I will say, I feel like this Tortorello – Rumors that just floated this mm-hmm. morning is, is out of left field. See, it's it's really thrown me for a loop because is it I though? was yes it is because I was thinking trots and if not trots because of all the other rumors I was thinking I was thinking like Jim Montgomery Rick Tockett thinking yeah. all these names and just to see John Tortorella to be like if that's true if that rumor is true he must be the number two on their list right I yeah I mean I have no idea did you see the tweet from Andy Strickland. The, the Blues did, report, yeah. yeah. Keep hearing chatter of John Tortorella and the Philadelphia Flyers linking up. So what does linking up mean? Is linking up mean like they're about to sign a deal? Yeah, does is it, that an interview is or interview? is that a contract? <laughs> like, like linking up for some beers? Like what are, like, what are we talking about? Like I, I, I don't really understand the lingo there. Like I would like to, for him to kind of clarify that because I mean it has two hundred forty five quote tweets, so you know people are looking at it. 
So, I mean, are they looking up for an interview? Have they already talked? Like, there are so many questions that uh, that are left after I read that. So, and I, Listen, I admire John Tortorello. At the end of the day, I, I love the job that he does. Like, I admire his work. I yeah. really do. And if he did come here, I would be able to talk myself into his short shelf life and maybe for a couple of years we can get fired up and play the right way. But he would not be my follow-up to Trotz. I, I, yeah, I think it would be Montgomery second and then probably towards after that. But, I mean, uh, Jason made a really good point today. Uh, he, he answered our tweet, and he goes, even though he burns very hot, his coaching stints were far longer than the league average, six years with Rangers and Blue Jackets and seven with Tampa. So, yeah, he definitely like, – the end of his tenure is definitely, like, he butts heads. But, I mean, he only missed the playoffs twice with Columbus when he was with them for six years. So, And guys are going to respect him. Like, they're – you're not going to yeah. see what what you've seen in years past, where the team quits on the uh, on the coach. I mean, we just won't see that. He he garners respect from his players. Absolutely. I mean, we've we've heard how Ackerson talks about him. Ackerson loves him. Ackerson Ackerson says that he gives Tortorello props for, uh, props to the player that Ackerson is now. He gives. I, be- I believe that. that yeah, absolutely. Ackerson's so smart. Wierenski said the same thing. Like Wierenski was like, he was the only coach that I had since I came into the league, and he said the first year was good. Then the second and third year, I kind of had defensive uh, issues, and Torts got on me, and I feel like that made me a better player. So, all right, number one, Torts with the media here would be fucking amazing. It would like I I would tune into post game press conferences after a six nothing loss just You're just right. to hear him. So that's right. You're correct about that. He, he would tell half the half these media guys who ask the dumbest questions in the world to go fuck themselves. So definitely tune in for that. <laughs> I mean, he would. He would. He would absolutely would. And then he would call. He would tell half this roster. Forget the media. He would tell half this roster to shut the fuck up and stop being bitches, dude. Like he would. T- he would definitely toughen this roster up. Like you said, we wouldn't see the quit that we've seen on with this team for the last two years with him behind the bench. And then like the. The extended like shelf life with him, like yeah, uh, I said it too because like at the end of all of his tenures, I feel like it's always been like holy shit, like he's got to go. Like, like every time he's ever gotten fired from a team, everybody and their mom knew it was coming. You know what I mean? Like it was like okay, end of the road, gotta go. That got bad, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, thing. it's usually always like a year overdue. Yeah, like. exactly. But I, I mean, you got to give him props what he did with that Columbus roster. You have to give him props. From 2016-17 all the way to 2019-20 uh, in the bubble, he went to the playoffs. Lost in the first round in 2016-2017. Uh, lost in the first round the next year. 2018-2019 lost in the second round. And then 2019-2020 was when they swept... Uh, no, 2018-2019 was when they swept uh, Tampa. So you got to give him props what he did with that roster because that roster that he had all those six years significantly less talented than the roster that we have right now, and Chuck hasn't even touched this roster yet. So, at first, I was kind of uh, I was kind of where you are, but like now that I'm kind of thinking about it, what he gets out of those kind of rosters, but he, he'd have a better one here. He'd have an actual goalie here. I, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be, like, like you said, he's not my number one option. Not at all. But I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be as mad as I would be if they went and hired like Denver's coach, <laughs> and over there in college. I saw Jordan Hall write something about how oh out of the box uh, hiring for the Flyers potentially. Like, no, 
I, I don't want another Dave Haxtell. I know he's probably not going to be another Dave Haxtell, but like, I give me a, a an NHL coach with a track record who's going to come in here and lay the law down. Like a, a college coach is isn't going to come in here and earn that respect right away. I, I just don't think he is. And I think the Flyers want somebody with a track record. Somebody who's going to come in here and not take any bullshit. Uh, and, and Tortorella would definitely be one of those guys. Trotz would be one of those guys. Taka would be one of those guys. And Montgomery would be too. So, yeah, any of those four, I'd be okay with. Probably Torts above Tockett, but I, mean, I wouldn't be mad with Tockett either. I mean, Tockett's still on the TNT panel, just chilling. So I don't know what the fuck's going on there. I don't know how he hasn't interviewed yet. I don't know if he has a deal or something in place where he can't. I have no idea. I don't know how they haven't reached out to him yet. It kind of makes no sense. One player that I think would really benefit from from a Torts is is Farabee, man. I was gonna say Sandheim too, but yeah, I think Farabee would definitely definitely benefit. Sandheim from him. would be good to clean up his sloppy mistakes, I guess. I want to say Frost too, but I also feel like if if that ever happened, Frost would have to get pa- uh, pack his bags. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna attempt one Michigan. He's just gonna be on the bench. What the fuck? <laughs> good thing that Frost has never attempted that. So I think we'd be cool, but yeah, uh, I, he's gonna hate him, dude. Definitely for sure. But no, I think Fairy. I think he could be. I think he'd be good for Provorov too. Like Torch would be like, dude, you're good. Like stop. Like stop with all this shit. Like you're just. He, I, I think half of Provorov's problem is that he just tries to put the team on his back so much. Like I'm as frustrated as anyone with Provorov, but I mean I don't think he's as bad as everyone says he is, or even I've said it throughout the season when I was mad, but. Like I don't think we should trade him because I don't think a a you're not gonna get back what you want for Provorov right now. B uh, unless you're trading one for one with a defenseman, getting a defenseman back, you're not gonna be able to replace that. Like what are we gonna go into next season with Sandheim top left D pair and then York in the top four? I mean I wouldn't mind it, but I mean that's it's not ideal. I'd rather York start on the third pair with a nice little veteran next to him, and if he works his way up to the second pair, that's great. Then like you have good problem. That's a good problem to have if a kid is 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 is, is going up in your lineup like that. Then then you you drop Sandheim down or you drop not not Proby, but you you know what I mean. Like it's it's a good problem to have if you can start York on the third pair and then he works his way up and and, and jump somebody or something like that. So, I mean, we'll see. It would be good for Farabee, too. I do agree with that. Ooh, do you want to get right into the mailbag just so we don't yeah, already like gloss over, over something? Yeah, sure. All right. Mailbag. Let's go. Jamie Martinez. I guess we'll kick it off right with this one. If you had yeah. the choice, who would it be? Torts or Trots? I have to go Trots. Love just you, Jamie, c- but I, that, it's, I don't even think that's close. Yeah, I mean... I don't even Come think that's on, remotely man. close. It definitely trots. 100%. <laughs> I'll go pick trots up right now, man. 100%. Bleed orange and black. Depending on who the head coach is, do you think the expectations change for the season and for management? Example, we signed trots versus Montgomery. Are we expected to be in the playoffs versus slowly getting better? Besides JVR, Hot Take, TK, everyone else, I'll listen to most offers. Heart, keep it up, fellas. Wait, so... Oh, okay. All right. He's saying he would trade TK. Got it. Yeah, I think he's saying besides trading JVR, here's my hot take. I would trade TK. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely listening for offers with TK. I'm not giving him up for nothing, obviously, but I'm definitely listening 100%. I I don't know how many times I have to say it with, with this. I'm listening to any kind of offer except Carter Hart. 
Yes, I'm listening to offers about Ferry. Does that mean I'm willing to trade Ferry for a bag of pucks? No. Does that mean I'm willing to trade Ferry even for like a second round pick? No. But if <laughs> if Winnipeg calls you up and was like, "Hey, we want to shake things up a little bit. Here's Nikolai Ellers or here's Kyle Connor or something," like you never know. You never know how teams want to shake shit up. I'm listening. You never know. So the only dude I'm not listening for is Carter Hart. I mean, you have said that since I, I literally I think since fucking December we've we've said that. So it still hasn't changed for me at all, to be honest. So that's not saying I want to trade Faraby away for the fifteenth time, though. Yeah, you're just saying untouchable, and what like we want to trade JVR. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want him gone this summer. He has to be. But we're saying that Farabee is not untouchable. Like, we'll listen to phone calls. And we're not saying we have an urgency to get him out of the fucking city. I love Joel Farabee. I want him in this city. But I'm listening to the damn phone call, for sure. In in no world should Joel Farabee be untouchable. Could he be be untouchable in a couple of years? Maybe. But, no, he's he's not an untouchable player. Maybe if he was still on the ELC. Maybe. Yeah, he's not an untouchable player, man. He hasn't even exceeded 40 points in the season yet. We're going to talk about untouchable player. Colin, come on, man. Like, the, the, the bias with some people in this fan base is insane to me. It's absolutely insane to me. Yeah, he had 38 points in 55 games in 2020, 2021. I mean, like, I love him. Joel Faraby is a great player. Would I rather have him here, like Danny just said? 100%. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm not even going to listen to any of your offers for him. No, absolutely not. I think that's ludicrous. I think that's absolutely insane. If it, like I just said, if a team wants to shake shit up and give you something really nice, be like, hey, we just want a different kind of feel to our team, a different kind of vibe, <laughs> if you will, I'm listening. I'm 100%. Totally agree, brother. Ryan Conway. Oh, hold on. We didn't answer his first part of his question. Um, do you think the expectations would change based on who we hire? Absolutely. Like We hire trots. He's gonna want control. He's gonna want. He's he's gonna want say in the moves that Chuck makes, just like Av did. He's gonna want control of like obviously lineup changes. I was I don't know why I was gonna say that. He's the coach, but like yeah, like free agency trades drafts. He's gonna want a say in all that. Montgomery, I don't know if he's gonna want control like that. Tocket, I don't know if he is gonna want control. Maybe Tortorello. I don't know in his past teams if he's wanted control with them. But I definitely do think the expectations would change. I mean, if we sign Trotz, I mean, the expectations would change for me. I mean, the way he can he, he turned that Islanders team when he signed with them, seventh in the Metro that year, coming off a terrible year, losing Tavares to Toronto. And then he turned around and, and he, with a, a decent team, turned around and made that team really good for uh, two years. Like we said, back-to-back game sevens with Tampa, the eventual Stanley Cup winners. So, I mean, it's pretty good in my book. I'm going to be honest, I'm personally looking at all three of Trotz, Torts, and Montgomery as win-now hires. I yeah. think no, no matter who they get, they're going to have a turnaround, and they're going to be pushing to win-now. I guess it's just how effective it will be. Yeah, no, I I can agree with that, but I think I think Trotz is the hire where you're like, okay, they're going for it. Like, that ESPN shit with Fletcher, he really meant that. You know what I mean? Like, they are going for it. Montgomery, Tortorello would, would like, yeah, he obviously would want to win, but it, that would kind of remind me as like the Flyers kind of like, 
hey, let's see where we're at in a couple of years. Let's kind of ride this thing out and just kind of give Tortorello the, the reins for a little dude, bit. I think year one, I think Torts is going to pull up with a PowerPoint, <laughs> light a fire under their asses. And he's had Sean if, – if Sean Couturier is healthy and, like, Ryan Ellis is healthy and Provorov is healthy and Hart, I don't know, dude. I think he could do, do some damage there. I'm not saying he would uh, – have us at the top of the division or anything like that, but I definitely think we would would be in the mix. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I guess if we hire him, we'll see. Maybe and we'll make the right moves, obviously, because like, like I said, JVR has to go now. Hundred percent. Like let, let's. It doesn't matter who we hire. We could go. We could go get Fred Shiro back. Doesn't <laughs> matter if JVR is on the team. Uh, yeah, I mean, you put it best. We we clipped that one clip from the from the lottery episode. He I mean, he can't be here next year if you, if you actually want to sit here and win. Now, if they hire like Denver's coach or something like that, then 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 chalk the next couple of seasons. Then Yeah, Bedard, let's go. Yeah, Bedard for sure. I'm I mean, all for that. That's what I wanted. Yeah, you know? yeah, it is what you wanted. I I I will give you that. That's exactly what you wanted until you sat in front of your TV and had Chuck Fletcher on ESPN and those press conferences with press but Chuck Fletcher and Dave Scott saying like we still want to like we still think we have a good team and we still think we can win. Which I'm not saying they can't be good next year, but how much better would they be? Obviously, I don't think they're in bottom top, bottom five team, but we've said it to each other before. How much better are they with Couturier? I mean, obviously, they're a little bit better with Couturier with Ellis with a healthy Hayes, but. Are we talking just first round and then bounce kind of better? Because, like, I'm cool on that. I mean, it would be nice to be make the playoffs and actually, like, be able to wake up on a playoff day and drink a couple beers and watch them. But, like, I want to win, man. Like, I talked to you the other day. I want to sit down, watch a Flyers playoff game, and have confidence that my team can win. You know what I mean? Like, I want to look at the game and have confidence that they come out, they, they can come out with a W. I have not felt that since, like, the Montreal series. I remember going into the, the Islander series. Obviously, I'm rooting for them in the second round. But I, half of me knew that we weren't coming out of that series. Just the way Trotz plays you, it's insane. And we had no offense. Game seven, zero goals. Like, that's, it was a joke, dude. It's an absolute joke. But Did you see what Nathaniel said uh, at, at the bottom <laughs> of? No, I'm actually reading Dank Seltzer's tweet. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't, I don't even want to get to that because he's probably laughing his ass off right now. <laughs> no, dude, this is funny <laughs> as hell, dude. He's like, "Hey, Chris, he knows what he's doing." No, he knows exactly. These names are wild, wild, too. bro. And I've heard a lot of them on uh, Will uh, Will Scouching's podcast. Like he said a lot of them. So dude, I, I, let I me do... try. It. Let me try these. Oh, I got. Oh, right. You want me to right now? No, just like, when we get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Conway, why are so many Twitter... I'll get to Nathaniel's reply in a second. No, you're good. Why are so many Flyers fans on Twitter absolute freaks? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think I know exactly what he's referencing, but... Yeah. No, 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 I agree. I, it's, people just... They love to hear themselves talk, right? I, I mean, I have no idea, man. It, it, it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. I don't know why we're still talking about Claude Giroux, but here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Ryan... <laughs> Freaks. <laughs> Brian's words, not ours. It's my words as well. <laughs> Zach is towards the guy. Well, we just kind of just had a big overview rundown of Tortorello. Uh, not, not, not the guy. But if he's hired, I'm, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be screaming on the pot about yeah. it. But I could, I could be. I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest it, with right? you. If we hired Tortorello by August, if, if like training camp, if I'm seeing some quotes that I like. 
<laughs> yeah, I might be roped in. Danny, I might be. all it would take for you to get roped in is, is, is Johnny Gaudreau and, and a new number Frost, and you're, and you're in. Well, dude. yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, I know. Dude, like, let's be honest here. If they if they went out and just, just put their nuts on the table, right, mm-hmm. and we're like, Gaudreau, Trot, traded one off Provier Sanhai for, and we're packaging them up in a deal for Chikrin, and, like, it... Oh my maybe God. then, maybe that that's like the like the of the dream scenario. But if they did that, I mean, I'm putting face paint on for game one. Oh no, for sure. Now, what would you do if they traded like? Oh, this is I don't even know. I was gonna say TK and the the Panthers first round pick for like Chicharron, but like they would want a lot more than that. I don't even know why I went there. But yeah, like you said, if if they went out there and put their nuts on the table and, and did something like that, then yeah, we're definitely painting our faces for for game one. But <laughs> it, but I could be talked into less. I'll admit, dude. I just want to watch a, a team consistently break a puck <laughs> out, dude. I like, just don't want to watch Keith Yandel. I'm not man. asking for much, man. Like you said it best during the 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 draft lottery episode. We knew Keith Yandel couldn't skate and was cooked by like Thanksgiving, and the Flyers were like, nope, nope. A record that nobody in Philadelphia gives a fuck about or gave a fuck about. That's where we're going to keep him in the lineup because of that. And now, I'm not saying Keith Yandel was the reason why we fucking sucked because he wasn't. But but it didn't help. <laughs> it didn't Careful help. Careful now. Careful now. What? There's too much bias in this argument. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize. Can't be doing that. Keith Yandel fucking blows, dude. There's no, a he's, reason. he's a fucking cone, bro. He sucks. He is a cone. And I'm glad Definitely I never got to watch him cone. again. For sure, a traffic cone, but I'm pretty sure he's retiring. Like, go, like come coach us. I wouldn't mind you as like a, a like a, a Nick Schultz type coach. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I like his personality. I love him as a as a guy. I think he would be great around the room. I like, especially with sure. Hayes here. Still, yeah, that would be a layup actually. That, that's what some people get twisted. Like, I'm not sitting here shitting on Keith Yandel, the guy. I'm sure he's a great dude. I've heard stories about how he's one of the funniest people in the NHL. I'm not shitting on I'm, I'm, I'm shitting on Keith Yandel, the hockey player, because he fucking sucked. He can't skate. He couldn't skate. And I was just calling that out. I mean, like, my fucking mom could see that. She hasn't watched hockey since, like, 2020. I mean, 2010. Like, it's not... We're not doing rocket science here, man. We're not going to the moon. It, it, it's fucking incredible. Fucking... I, I, mean, I don't understand. Like, like you said, nuts on table... We're fucking face painting, dude. But I mean, like that, everything would have to go right. I mean, I've talked about it on a, I talked about it with a guy on the on, on the timeline a couple of days ago. He's gonna have to have a a, a Zito type off season if we're face painting fucking in October. Like if if we're sitting here all in next in 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 three four months, then like he he did something crazy. He 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 had an incredible off season, and I don't think he has that in him. He hasn't done that. Like he keeps referencing 2019-2020 season like it was like last year. I'm like, dude, that was like your first year as the GM, and you traded for Niskanen, Justin Braun, and Kevin Hayes, and then Tyler Pitlick. I'm pretty sure. What else did he do? Is that all he did? Free watch. That's all the important shit. And, and we don't have Claude Giroux anymore. Just to like remind you, like we we also had Claude. Like he keeps referencing that. That year, like, oh, we're gonna try to do that again. Uh, we're gonna try to add like a bottom pairing defenseman. And Voracek's gone, and now like, 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 like it's, it's a different team. Chuck, it's not 2019-2020. Like, he, and I, 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 I get upset when he says shit like that. You're gonna have to do more than you did in 2019-2020. I, I, I don't know. 
he, it's the boat he put himself in because there was yeah. two pet there was two paths to go with this and it's either the, the one he took which was a gamble and his job is now dependent on the job he does this offseason or he could have just rebuilt and I'm sure I, I'm there's probably more behind the scenes to that like I'm sure ownership doesn't want to rebuild blah 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 but there was two paths here one of them was easier than the other and it was rebuilding rebuilding is the more surefire thing it's easier to be bad than good clearly but yep. no they want to be good so if they're putting themselves in that boat I don't think it's crazy of the fan base to have some wily expectations of a Trotz, of a Goudreau, because that's what it will take to get to that point. Otherwise, you're lying to all of our faces, yourself yeah. included. Well, even even a, a Forsberg-type player. Like, go out there and, and, and try to get Philip Forsberg. I wouldn't mind that at all. I wouldn't mind Max Domi as a nice little depth. Like, you get rid of Limblom and you give me Max Domi as a nice little depth player. Go out and maybe get a Riley Smith. Maybe go get a Burkowski as a depth, like a real depth player, not Nate Thompson, not Zach McEwen, not fucking uh, Gary Mayhew. Like, give me a real depth player. I mean, I've heard people talk about Ryan Strom. If they if they sign Ryan Strom, I'm coming on here screaming, dude. I'm gonna come on here. I'm gonna come on here fucking livid, absolutely livid. Ryan Strom. <laughs> you don't like Ryan Strom? No, dude. I don't want Ryan Strom. How many how many two way slow ass centers do we need? I know, facts. How bro. many like, can, sl- can I sign someone that can shoot? <laughs> can I sign somebody who can like move their feet? Frost does it for like four games and he forgets how to. Like, can I get somebody who can consistently do it? Like I mean, please think about it though. When was the last time we traded or signed someone I that don't, can I shoot? I don't remember. I don't remember, bro. That I genuinely don't the remember. Puck. I don't know. Like, let's let's the sit here. The objective of the sport. Let's sit here and try to think about it. When's the last time they signed a player where we were JVR like, JVR don't fucking count. JVR, JVR sucks. Do- yeah, JVR does not fucking count, bro. I'm so tired of hearing about JVR and these dudes nitpicking his stats the last 20 game of of a fucking bottom five season. Like that, like that, like that matters, dude. Oh, but he scored 20 something goals. But he, we fucking sucked. Ottawa was better than us last year, dude. And we're talking about oh, JVR scored 20-something goals. Like, Danny said he had 11 goals at the deadline. What the fuck are we talking about, man? Do you, do you count uh, Dinosaur Yager? Yeah, you, I mean, I, yeah, you get... I, I guess you have to. That was the... I mean, I talk about it all the time with, the, with Giroux, with the Joe Pop argument. That's, that was, like, the main thing that I was mad about, dude. The last <laughs> Giroux was here, the, the, the best dude they gave Giroux, when, like, when I've been, like... A semi-adult, like 16, 17 years old, was was like 40, 41, 42-year-old Yalomir Yager. I mean, wh- who else? Who else? Like Christopher Stieg, back back when we played Buffalo in round one. We traded for Chris. I'm pretty sure we gave up like a, what, a first-round pick for him. I kind of forget what we gave up for him. Drew's entire captaincy was wasted. Yeah, they never won- They never once took a chance on him. Never once took a gamble on him. The whole time he was the captain. No. Until, like, Chuck Fletcher came and tried the last couple of years but failed. But plenty oh. of prime years, 102-point season, wasted, and that will never be forgotten. Yo, what about John Klingberg? 20, uh, uh, 29. Now we're talking. Yeah, he makes 4.2 right now. So, I don't know, like, six goals, 41 assists, uh, 47 points last year. He's almost 30 years old, 6'3", right-handed shot. Only makes four two right now, so I don't know how much more he would make. Maybe a little bit more than Risto. Maybe like five two, five three. But uh, but then again, like where would you put him? Would you bump Risto down third pair? Five point one million dollar player playing on a third pair. 
It's tough right now because, like we were talking about last night, I, I'm assuming a surprise move one or two is coming. You have to think. It has to. Other, yeah. Otherwise, th- this is not an aggressive retool. Like aggressive, like is aggressive. It's going for it. It's surprising moves. It's moves you wake up in the morning. And you're like, oh shit, that guy just got dealt for who? Like those. It's those kind of moves. Like, yeah. That's I can't why I keep just wake coming up and get a TK. Martin Jones. That's why I keep coming back to TK. He would be a guy that would be a, an aggressive kind of move if you really want to shake things up. Like if you already get if you already get rid of of JVR. And you somehow get that seven million dollars off the books, which I don't have any confidence in him doing without eating like a quarter of that salary, if not half, for one year. I feel like a place like Arizona, yeah, a I place like so. Arizona or Ottawa, for like two teams who know that they're not going to make the playoffs. I feel like they would prefer the assets over the over the retaining salary. I don't know. Like me and you have joked about it off off podcast with JVR, but like. Arizona trading for him with this new stadium that they're about to play in, trying to sell tickets. Like, he would be a guy that they would probably put on, like, the cover of, like, their it's tickets. Hilarious. Right? It's hilarious, but it is kind of true. It's true. It's 100% true. And he's definitely a guy that they would well, try to market. Maybe Clayton Keller. Maybe Clayton Keller. But, but like, but like you put, like, three players up there. You know what I mean? Like, when, when, like yeah. the, when the dang TNT preview comes up like Boston versus Philly it's like Hayes in the middle with like Hart behind them with Faraby over there like who who's who's Arizona's guys like Barrett Hayton Clayton <laughs> Keller um, uh Shane Gossespair like I like I don't know Goss, yeah, like Gossespair. I I don't know who they would like try to market I mean I mean non non crazy diehard f- Hockey fans like me and you still think James Randall like is good. Like I, I was sitting in work today, and my dad and his buddy look over at me like, "Yo, Chris, you're the hockey guy. Who uh, who do you think they're gonna try to get rid of this year?" So I started going down a list. I'm like, "JVR, hopefully." I was like, "I had I'd have to take a look at uh, Limblom. He makes three million, and I don't think he's the same player as he was. As much it pains me to say that." And then this guy Steve goes, "Oh, and Carter Hart, right?" I literally almost fell out of my chair. I was like, what are you talking about, dude? He's like, oh, well, he always leaves that, that, that shoulder side up. I'm like, dude, he hasn't had a defense in two years. He's like, well, Martin Jones had good numbers. I'm like, yeah, the last 10 oh, games of the season. Joe, Joe, I bro. know, dude. I'm, I'm, dealing with, I'm dealing with that while I'm at work. It's Joe, terrible. Bro. Our defense was, like, all-time bad, bro. I mean, no one succeeded. I think I, we said it on this podcast. Like, even Martin Brodeur in his prime isn't putting up good numbers here. That's why I want Trotz, dude, because Trotz would just completely lock shit up back there, man. I know. He's gonna have he's gonna have all those defensemen just turning into freaking shot blocking swallowers, dude. Did you? That's what I want. Did you I need notice Sanheim with some snarl? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Dude. I mean, st- admittedly, when Sanheim was paired with Risto last year, he had a lot more balls after whistles because he knew he had Risto right next to him. I, I I didn't notice that a ton, but could you imagine like? Do you remember when that, like, 20-game stint, maybe, like, midway through the season where all those Risto haters, like, completely went away because he was actually playing playing some pretty solid hockey? wasn't scoring a crazy amount of points, but he was playing decent defensive hockey, and everybody shut up. And he's take like, he's not making as, he's not making 5-4, he's making 5-1 next year. Like, I don't understand these people who think he's making, like, $7 million, $6 million. He's making five million dollars. It's not that bad. It's really not. Like I don't understand. Do I think he's the best defenseman in the world? No. 
Does he make bad plays when he tries to go for the hit and kind of take himself out of the play? Yeah, but I mean, like, you take the good with the bad with him, and like, mo- like eighty percent of the time, it's good. Eighty percent of the time, it's it's decent. I mean, to put into context how it's really not a bad contract, if you just look at JVR, JVR got $7 million in 2018 as a, as a winger. And we all know, everyone knows that watches hockey, that right-handed defensemen garner more market value. And he's getting less than $7 million four years later as a right-handed defenseman yeah. on the same team. So it's, yeah, it's just, no it's overpayment right It's just like not that. as bad as, as people want to make it out to be, in my opinion. But... I saw people talking about Matt Dumba as a uh, as a potential been talking target. About it for years. You've been talking about it. Like, that's your boy. You you have been. I think I feel like every off season we've we've come up and and talked about him. Yeah, but the Wild got their shit together, man. They figured it out. They are they are a fun team. Yeah, I love the Wild now. I don't think they're gonna be able to sign Fiala though. I, I did I did see Ooh. their uh, their GM talking about how it's gonna be difficult to sign him back. So. They're also going to have to get pretty, pretty uh, creative with their, yeah, their final rosters. One point five left, with uh, Kevin Fiala as a restricted free agent. Uh, Nick Bustat. Uh, see any defenseman? Yeah, I mean Fiala is a wild card. That dude's only twenty five years old still, and uh, he started real. I mean, he he he's a perfect example of why you don't give up on a younger player. Like he. It was not the Kevin Fiala that he is now a couple years ago, and now he's just now now he's an extremely extremely good player. So that's why you got to be patient with these with these players. Yeah, Matt Dumma is an unrestricted free agent in 2023, so he's got one more year left at six million. I don't know about taking on all that, so we probably have to get a little creative. But I mean, I wouldn't be totally against it. Matt Dumba is like a third pairing, second pairing defenseman, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Definitely a guy that I'll keep my eye on though. I want to get to this Nathaniel reply. Yeah, sure. Hart, York, Faraby, Tippett, Brink, and technically Risto because of his new deal are the only players we shouldn't even entertain offers for. Yeah. Nathaniel, I appreciate all <laughs> the all the talking that we do, all the, all the interaction that you give us. Definitely one of my boys, but no, dude. Not not even not even remotely close. Not even Tippett. Owen Tippett, Brink. Nah, it's the Risto one, Rom. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I said this like four or five pods ago. Teams were reportedly willing to give up a first round pick for Risto when we traded for him, and he was making a five four then, right? I get you just resigned him, so you're probably not going to want to trade him right after doing that. It's a bad look for the organization. But are you telling me teams wouldn't want to wouldn't want to trade for him after? Finding out he's making less money than he was before. They were they were willing to offer a first when he's making five four. Now he's making five one. Do you think those same teams are? Oh no, he can't do it now. Like I I still think there's a a market for him. Do I think they're gonna explore it? No, probably not. But I mean I yeah, I just think the Flyers want him. I think they like him as a player. They yeah, just want to keep him. I think they're like Ooh, well, he he'd be a good playoff player. Like, yeah, you got to make the playoffs to find find out. <laughs> like. You gotta be in there to, to see. I mean, he would yeah, be. Yeah, he absolutely would be. Like, I, I, I will stand by that. I will die on that hill. He, he would probably be one of my favorite players on the team in the playoffs. Just about the way he would probably play. Like, I think he would just be an extremely fun player to watch. So, 
We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But definitely, I mean, I can't even begin with that. Definitely. Only hearts my untouchable. I don't know how many times i got to say it. You want to try to pronounce some of these names? I don't, dude. That? All right, I'm, I'm going to give it a run through. All right. All right, number one, Luca de Bell Blue. That's that's for sure wrong. Dude, he's gonna he's gonna tweet at you after that one. Hey, come on, this is a learning process. Maverick Lemaru. How does he know this though? Like what? Dude, the, I don't like, know. I don't know. Fucking... Like, you might, what are you French Canadian, my guy? I mean, <laughs> the Joaquin Kamel. Yeah, I think it's Yo uh, Joaquin Kamel. I, I've heard a lot of that on uh, on the scouting report, so. Ivan Miroshenkov, oh. I think that one is. I think I've heard a lot about that. Mirosh- so. Okay, you got that one. Yeah, Cutter Gautier. Uh, G- uh, Gautier, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Is his first name really Cutter? Yeah. Cutter Gautier. Cutter. <laughs> <laughs> Pavel Mintyukov. Mintyukov. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I don't. I've heard. Uh, I've heard William Skousen say that name a lot, so I'm surprised I don't know how to pronounce that one. But yeah, I think I think he's a defenseman. That's that he's pretty high on, if I'm not mistaken. Alex Santri Kaskimaki. Kaskimaki. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a good one. That was a good try. Arseni <laughs> Koromoslav. <laughs> what are these names, man? Koromislav. Ar- Arseni Koromislav. Oh, that one. I might have just nailed that one. <laughs> I think that one's good. Gleb. Like, come on, dude. Your name's Gleb, bro. Gleb Trikosov. Uh, you know Gleb's listening to this like, oh, dude, what's my name, dude? I guarantee Gleb ain't listening to no English podcast. Yeah, definitely not. The name definitely like Gleb. Matyas <laughs> Sapovalyev. That's for sure wrong. Antonin Vero. Enjoy! Exclamation point. Fuck off. Enjoy. <laughs> Fuck off, dang. Dude, I know. Like, he, he was sneaky with it, too. Evil with it, too. He went through and picked the the most tricky ones, too, I'm sure. I'm sure he did. Yeah, definitely, dude. But I'm going to get better with it. I'm definitely going to get better with it. I mean, dude, we're from Delco. Okay? Yeah, definitely. Not, I, don't, I can't pronounce Russian names that I just yeah, see. My fault. My, my fault. fault. My fault. Our boy Jack. Jack! Who do you realistically see the Flyers going after in the offseason? Not Kadri. And well, it's going to be James Kadri. said Dumba. Yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw that. Uh, I, do, I, I could see them going after Philip Forsberg. I really could. Oh. Yeah. I would like it if they did, to be honest with you. I like that one. I'm still I'm still going to go Goudreau. I just have to. I can't think of anyone else. I mean, yeah, Bucci That Groff. high profile with as bunch of an opportunity to get as Goudreau. Bushy Gross uh, predicted it. He said if I had to if I had to put money on it, he said I think the Flyers are going to go sign him. So that'd be awesome. You know who's somebody I would love for them to sign as like a, a bottom six, maybe like a middle six player, if yeah. Calgary doesn't re-sign him. Twenty six years old. And Andrew Mangiapane, bro, thirty five goals, twenty assists, fifty five oh, points this back. year. Oh yeah, yeah. I definitely think he is, but for some reason, like say they turn around and they 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 sign Kachuk and they somehow get Gaudreau, they're not really signing him. So I, I think he would be a guy that you have to go look at. I like him a lot. He plays plays really really hard and he shoots the puck, something that we're not very used to. He's going to get a pay raise. He only makes two point four right now. So, but he would definitely be a yeah, guy that I'm going to look at. Yeah, he just had a breakout year. Yeah, 
for sure. Jesper Bratt would be cool. I like Jesper Bratt a lot. Uh, 26 point, uh, 26 goals, 47 assists, 73 points in 76 games this year. He would definitely be a guy that I would like for them to look at. Um, yeah, there, there are a lot of guys that you could talk me into. There are a ton of guys that you could talk me into. Um, so we'll see where they go with it. But like Adam Boquist wouldn't be terrible. Um, I'm pretty sure he, yeah, he's a restricted free agent. Like All these guys that I'm saying are restricted free agents, so we'd have to trade for them or offer sheet them. So we'll see. Like Frost and Tippett are both restricted free agents, and I'm pretty sure Frost... Uh, I just saw Meltzer tweet it out. Let me go look. Frost, I think it was like Frost, Jackson, Kate, and uh, I want to say Ustamenko were uh, like uh, that 10.2C thing, Danny, due to not having enough, not having pro service time for a full restricted free agent status. Like, didn't Morin have that or something? It was Patrick. Patrick. What's that mean? Do you know what that means? Because I'm not really familiar with that. Well, you said you just said not enough service time to be considered on the RFA, right? Yeah, so like they can't give them a certain contract, like they have to give them the money that Patrick got, or what? Yeah, it's gonna be like peanuts, pretty much. Pretty sure. Is, is it definitely one year, or could it be more than one year? That I will have to look up. Because I mean, I I know a guy like Frost is gonna be taking like a three year deal at peanuts, but wouldn't make much sense for him. But, I mean, that would be you good have for to us. wonder what, what, what direction they're going to go with Morgan Frost. I mean, like, is he going to be in a trade package? Is he going to get a deal soon? I have no clue. Honestly, I'm, I'm cool with either of it, dude. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I don't really yeah. care. As long as he's not going for someone that, uh, I don't, how do I say this? I don't want like an aging veteran mid-pairing <laughs> defenseman. I don't want him going yeah. in that package. No, you know what I'm saying? I'd be it needs, mad. To, needs to be a, a move where uh, I like our return. Like, go off or sheet Kachuk, dude. <laughs> like, you, you really want to lay your nuts on the table? Go off or sheet Kachuk. That'd be awesome. But Final question from Seamus. Seamus. Top six draft prospects in order, not accounting for other teams' needs. Best player available. Yeah, I mean, you can go first if you want to. Wait, uh, top I mean, six. You're more, of, you're more of the draft guy than me, but. Yeah, definitely. Top six go- for us. Like are are like me and your order or like the consensus? Nah, I, th- I think he's saying like, just the concrete consensus top six from media from us. I don't think because he's saying not accounting for other teams' needs and stuff. So yeah, just go best player available one. Best okay. Um, dude, like, it's so weird because if I was Montreal, I'm I'm definitely going, I'm definitely going right. I do have some worries about them about him. But I don't think they're like Nolan Patrick issues. Um, do I think he's anywhere close to what these first overall picks besides Lafreniere have been? No, I don't. Like, if you have that big of a doubt about him, I would go Cooley. But I think they're going to go Shane Wright. Um, if I was New Jersey, I'd go Cooley because I think Cooley's going to be a better player than Slavowski. But um, I think New Jersey's going to go with the, the the big winger to pair with Hughes and Nico. I would, that would that would make a lot of sense. Um, so that's my Who's top Arizona two. Hundred percent. You, you, your Arizona is in the position that we're in, kind of like you need dynamic talent throughout your lineup. So when you're third and you have a guy like Logan Cooley fall to your fall on your lap, potentially, you just take him. You God, take the center. 
You take the center. Cooley yeah. going to Arizona yeah, I sucks. I said it in my uh, in my article today. To Cooley's disappointment, he'll have to go play in a college arena because the franchise that picked him is the most incompetent organization in the entire NHL. They somehow make the Flyers look competent. And it's true. Yeah. But they're going to get a really good player in that kid. Like He's going to go. He's committed to Minnesota. So he'll go there for at least a year. Uh, I don't see him being there for more than a year. So he'll be in the NHL by next year. 5'11", dynamic talent, special with the puck on his stick. Likes to shoot the puck. Not as much as uh, Joachim Kamel. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, but not as much as him. He uh, Kamel really likes to shoot the puck. So we'll see how uh, we'll see how the draft board goes. But that's my top three. Um, I think Seattle's going to pick between Juracek and Nemec. I know I just nailed those two names because I've been kind of studying them. Nemec and Yerichek are definitely going to be the, the two players that they're going to pick between. So I think we're going to we're gonna have a decision between Nemec, Yerichek, Savoy, or Kamel. That's who I think we're going to have to have to pick between. Could I see the Flyers being the Flyers and go get Brad Lambert fifth overall? Yeah, I could see them doing that. But... I was impressed with Lambert in the in the World Junior, so I wouldn't be totally mad at it. I remember talking to you about it for a while before. I mean, r- right after that tournament got canceled, I was like, "Dude, I I thought he was the best player in the tournament before it got canceled." But other than like Mitchkov and Bedard, but that's my six. Who would you rather have, Savoy or one of those defensemen? <sighs> if you had to go right now, if if they were both available. Yeah. Right now. So if if either Nemec, Yurichek, and Savoy were yeah, were available, one of them defensemen or. Ah uh, man. Oh, let's man, say oh, man, let's oh, say man. Seattle takes. Nemec. Nemec. Yeah, uh, I think I would go Yurichek, dude. Over Savoy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, uh, yeah, you have to go. You have to go with that right-handed defenseman who could potentially be an elite defenseman. I, I, I don't think you can give. I don't think you can pass on that. Like a, a lot of people, a lot of scouts, and a lot of people on Twitter think Savoy isn't even going to be a center. He's going to be a winger. And yeah, we need a dynamic winger who can who can shoot the puck and have that elite skating ability that like we so desperately need. But <sighs> Yurichek is so raw, not so raw. Like I think if he gets his skating down a little bit more, he uh. Could could potentially play in the NHL next year, but I mean, like we talked about all the time, right-handed defensemen in this league are, are like gold. So I, I don't think you could pass on one of them. I really don't. So, and even if it's even if it's Nemich, man, I think I'm going Nemich too. Like he 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 impresses me. I was watching. I would that love one. that just because for years we had one of the best defensive pipelines in the league. It seemed like, and then as well, you know how bad our prospect development is. As years panned out. Certain guys didn't pan out, this, that, and now it's not what it was hyped up to be, I shall say. So it would be good to bolster that up again. How, how would you feel about uh, Kamel? Uh, do you know I, mean, I'm, I don't think I'm going to hate any pick, to yeah. be honest with you. But I would rather it be one of those defensemen or Savoy first. What would, would I change your mind if I told you that he loves to shoot the puck? Like uh, loves to shoot the puck. Like we'll, we'll shoot the bitch at the blue line if he if he has it. <laughs> I mean, like I don't think I'm gonna hate any pick. Yeah. Like I said, listen but to I, this. I, I have just a different preference. I don't know. I would rather have like the that Savoy speed. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it, it reminds me so much of Matthew Barzell's skating stride. Um, but r- real quick before we move on, Kamel before he got hurt in October with his shoulder, he hurt his shoulder pretty bad. So him and him and Yurichek both both had pretty brutal injuries um, this season. Yurichek got hurt in the World Juniors, had to get knee surgery, and then Kamel uh, suffered a shoulder injury in like October after he put up twelve goals, six assists, eighteen points in the first sixteen games of the season in the pro league. So I mean he was absolutely on fire over there. So we'll see. Um it's going to be interesting, man. Like whether or not me and you go out and like to a bar or something or whether we sit here and do the live stream again. It's going to be an extremely fun fun day as a Flyers fan because I said it in my article, I I don't think the pick's going to be the only crazy thing to happen. I think Chuck's going to do something that day. I think he's yeah. going to make a trade. Nah, me too. There's going to be I think there's going to be a, a trade on the floor, dude. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I feel like we always say that, though, but it's different this year. They have to do something. They have to raise eyebrows, man. You can't just go out and get a... I said it to you through text, and I thought it was perfect. Like, I need, we need to wake up surprised multiple times this summer, or he failed. Like, yeah. waking up and seeing, like, a like a Martin Jones signing or, like, a, like an <laughs> Eric Gustafson, those aren't surprises. Those are, you get the notification, and you're like, what? Okay. You, I, we need to be surprised multiple times. Whether it's emotion of good or wow, that guy just got traded, needs yeah. to be surprised. What are the chances that Patrick Brown and McEwen come back? <laughs> Who gives a fuck? I mean, <laughs> both of them though. I mean, that's kind of pushing it. Like, we, do we really need both of them back? I mean, one of them. One of them. I'm not bitching. Two of them. I'm bitching. Two of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Come on, man. Let's get some different. Like, we really can't go out and give 800k to another, like, waiver wire bot? I mean, come on. Like, why Why do we need to go out there and do that, though? Like, why Why wouldn't we just give, like, let, like, Lazinski, who I know hasn't been able to stay healthy, let him, like, give Dayernay a shot. Give give Zabe Wizen, like, let's, like, I'm so, I'm so tired of not having a skilled fourth line, dude. Like, well, I, guess, s- I guess the coach is going to depend on this a lot. Yeah, if it, yeah, yeah, yeah true, true. I mean, true. we'll see. It's, it's definitely all. It's it's so hard to sit here and talk about it because we don't know what direction this team is going in. Exactly. I feel like we do a pretty good job of that, even though we, we have zero idea what the fuck's going to be happening in like the next month. Like we Today's have. Today's May twenty third. By July sixth, this team could be so entirely different. That's what I'm saying. It could have Barry Trotz and Johnny Goudreau. It could have none of those guys. Like we don't know. Yeah. It could have Dave Mon- David Montgomery and and fucking McEwen resigned. Like, we, we we have no idea, dude. We have absolutely no idea. Nate Thompson coming back or something like that. Like you, you don't know. You really don't know. So it's hard to, like, build lineups, especially. Like, making mock lineups for next year and putting prospects yeah, sure. in. Like, trying to figure out who makes it out of camp. Because you don't, you don't yeah. know. We don't know what's roadblocked. We don't know what's what. Um, Let me go down the RFAs and UFAs real quick. We'll talk about that for a little bit. Um, Wait, before you do that, I just mm-hmm. want to say I love that we got bone in the draft lottery again. Just want to bring it up one more time. Can't believe it. New Jersey gets another pick. Yeah, had to address it on this episode outside of the live one. Yeah, I said it Terrible. on my. Uh, I said it in my article. I, I, I fuck New Jersey, dude. Honestly, my my, my new my New Jersey friend Tara, who's a Devils fan, she uh she hit me up today. She was like, uh, glad to see you talking so well about my Devils. I'm like, dude, f- like fuck your Devils, bro. Like respectfully, fuck the Devils. Like I'm so sick. Of them being handed first round picks, uh, top five picks. Like I said, Jack Hughes, Luke Hughes, Nico Heischer, Alexander Holt, and now one over Logan Cooley or Slavowski. 
Like that, they're going to be a good team, bro. They're going to be good. I know we had to hear from Devils fans talking about how Wedgwood was better than Hart, and how's that working out now? Because Wedgwood sucks. Um, the black uh, was it? Is it Wedgwood or Blackwood? Black, it's Blackwood. Blackwood, yeah. yeah not Wedgwood. <laughs> yeah, I was at the stage, Scott Wedgwood. Remember him? I do. I don't know why I thought of him. <laughs> That's funny. Kind of the same name. Kind of same bowl, probably. Yeah, you got the wood. Um. But yeah, fuck New Jersey, bro. I mean, that was. <laughs> I remember when like the card overturned us as the fifth pick, and I, 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 I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was just like, yeah. Like you could have told me that. I'm, I'm not really. You can't, can't color me surprised at all, to be honest. Like, why is New Jersey there, man? Like, if you think about it, what it's do you mean? the only sports team in New Jersey, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Why? So it's like they're only there. Like they they were only put there a hockey team in New Jersey just to get an all time great goalie and they completely like stymie Lindros's career. Yeah, and only play <laughs> boring ass hockey, dude. Little brother New Jersey Devils are the reason Lindros gets clapped and freaking all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Glad I wasn't. Glad I wasn't like a a a full grown adult when that happened because I don't think I'd be able to recover for it. I don't, I don't know how our dads went through that shit, dude. Like any of our older listeners. they got like high intensity playoff games with actual fans in the building and like... Yeah. I haven't had that. They good players. They had, they, they had players on the TV that like when they shot the puck it went in. <laughs> like that's nice. It doesn't just hit glass every time. Yeah, like, I like, wonder what that's like. Leclerc scored 50. That must have been fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Dude, to let, see what the Philadelphia Flyers are now for the last decade is is very sad. The last time that we watched a playoff game in the Wells Fargo Center with fans was when Couturier scored like those four points on the tour in MCL. Yep. Twenty eighteen. April, April twenty eighteen. That's insanely depressing, dude. If you would have told me that after if you would have told me that after I was walking out of that game, I think I might have screamed in your face. Just, just screamed. Like, and now, the the soonest possible date is April twenty twenty three. That doesn't even sound real. I know that's disgusting, that's terrifying. That's absolutely but that disgusting. would be five years, and that's if they made it next year. It would be five years since a playoff game was played in the Wells Fargo Center because that bubble run. I mean, it was fun and all, but there's everyone knows there's nothing like playoffs with the fans in the building. It's an entirely different sport. With the fans going. I mean, it really is. Yeah, it's the best sport in the world. Not even a question. Not even a question. Do um, you want me to go through the RFAs now? U- uh, UFAs? Yeah. All right, so... RFAs and UFAs starting this year. So you got Owen Tippett, who's an RFA. You have Frosty, who has that 10.2 clause. Um, McEwen is a restricted free agent. Uh, Nate Thompson is an unrestricted free agent. So that's the forwards. We'll start with the forwards. So obviously you're going to re-sign Owen. You're going to re-sign Morgan. Uh, McEwen and Thompson are the two two guys I guess we could talk about. Thompson obviously is a no. And then McEwen, I think we kind of already ta- uh, touched on that. Yeah, I mean, I don't really. Either or. Like if, if, if McEwen gets re-signed for like $900,000 like a mil on the dot, I'm not going to cry about it. But if I see two of McEwen or Brown get re-signed, like both of them, then I'm going to have a problem. Uh, I, I I don't want both of those guys on, on my team next year. Um, I want my fourth line to actually be skilled. 
and not look like a giraffe while skating just because he hits people. Um, I would like to have a player who does both, who can hit people and and and, and score goals and and actually be able to stick handle. That'd be awesome. Um, how do you feel? <laughs> Dude, what? I want new names. I'm tired of those guys, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. This the end, the end of this season checked me out so bad, it really did. I can't sit here and blame you. Definitely want new names, but I know that's not realistic. So, but but it should be though, right? Absolutely. To purge, like I want to purge. I really want to purge the team. Like I want one of the defensemen gone, one of TK gone. Oh, I want TK gone. JVR gone, one of Provi or Sanheim gone. All those Damn. waiver wire. Danny bots wants that shit gutted, dude. I fuck with it, bro. And like, you'll have the people who will come at you for saying that, being like, "Oh, you, I'm not trading away Sanheim," or like, "TK's still a good player despite him not scoring goals." And and, and again, like, Danny saying that he wants Travis Sanheim traded. I mean, Travis Konechny traded. Like, we're not gonna get nothing back for him. Like, all Danny is saying is he he. he, he Correct me if I'm wrong, Danny. All Danny is saying is he wants new blood. I just saw the same season, it felt like, <laughs> back-to-back years. And after the first one, 2021, when we were in March or whatever, I sat there and I gave the team a, a pass because I felt like they had earned the right to, to semi-run it back after that bubble run, blah, blah, blah. But th- there was no excuses for this year. And there still isn't, in my opinion. And I feel like we just had to relive the same entire year and we learned our lesson. Like, I've saw the same players quit on the team again. The yeah. same guys. Just because Couturier and Hayes were... Well, Couturier was out, Hayes was out, and then Ellis was out. Like, I'm yeah, so tired of... It's a common of... theme. Like, it's the same guys who quit. And it's the same guys who... Like, I love... When Faraby, that one game, went in the tunnel and destroyed his stick. Do you remember that in the hallway? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. Yeah. That's what I wanted to see. Because in a lost season like that, I said it on the podcast all the time, pay attention to who still fucking wants it. Because those are the people I still want here. Yeah. And that was what Farabee showed. And you'll you'll see like guys like connect me as as good as he could be passing the puck at times, the the motherfucker cheats on defense a lot. Like he really does. No, hundred percent, dude. Yeah. I mean, and it just it drives me insane. You could be as good as you want passing the puck, but you gotta be able to hit the net, and you gotta be able to play defense, man. You you have to. Like, you, people can point to the assists, and then like, that, that's great. Like, yeah, Konechny got better towards the end of the season. Like, Konechny, Frost, Sanheim, and like Noah Cates were like the only fun players to watch towards the end of the season, in my opinion. I don't think anybody else. Like, I I I was tuning in to watch that Tippett Frost Cates line. Sanheim was awesome to watch as well. Provorov was fucking brutal all year. Connecting to have a good pass here and there, but, I mean, he couldn't hit the net to save his life. But, like, to go back on your thing with with Konechny, I, I agree to a certain extent because I want to trade him, but I, I don't want to trade him for nothing, obviously, but I want to get... Like, if, if, if they were to call Vancouver up... Vancouver didn't make the playoffs this year, despite Boudreaux coming in there and turning it around because Vancouver was right where we were. During like around the same time, I remember somebody come out with an article talking about how just how much of a tire fire Vancouver was. If you call Vancouver up and you're like, "Hey, you need a shake up. We need a shake up." Do you want to talk about connecting for Brock Besser? Do you want to talk about it? And if they're like, "Yeah," then like you have something to work with. 
I mean, I, I would do that. What about like JT Miller, Brock Besser, like any of these guys? I would, I, I like that would be a culture change. Yeah, like yeah, Brock Besser is streaky at times too, but like, he he scores goals. He scores goals, and he would bring a new kind of blood into the locker room. And like, that's something I would love the Flyers to look at. 23 goals last year, 23 assists, 46 points in 71 games on a down year for him. Year before that, 23 goals, 26 assists, 49 points. Year before that, uh, the 57 games, uh, 16 goals. Yeah, he's had more than 15 goals his entire career besides his first year when he played nine games, but he had four goals in that year. But, like, that would be a move that I would love. Chuck. Like, that's getting creative. That would be – if I woke up to, hey, the Flyers traded connecting in a third-round pick for Besser and a fourth – that's a trade. That's a hockey trade. And, I, and I, mean, I, I think those kinds of moves of that magnitude are essential. Multiple. That, Maybe that's even how you multiple. Ag- that's how you... Ag- I'm sorry to cut you off. That's how you aggressive rebuild. That's how you aggressive rebuild. You trade players who are good. We're not calling Konechny complete trash, but he's not good enough. Maybe he needs a new setting. Maybe he needs a new place, new players around, a new system, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many new systems he needs. We've had how many coaches under him, but maybe he needs that shakeup. Maybe he'd be good with with Elliot Pettersson over there in Vancouver. Give us, give us Besser with with Hayes. Give us Besser with Frost. Like, let me see something different. Let's try to make something different. I don't know, man. Like, Konechny's a good player. And yeah, all, he is. But he definitely. I, just, is. I, I hate when people are throwing out like, like prime. He leads the team in like primary assists or something at me. And then the, the, those are the same people that'll be like, but JVR finished with 25. It's like, do, do, are you watching the game, though? Like, that's my thing. It's like, it, context is key here. And it goes back to the point I made in the JVR episode. Like, where were you when it mattered most? Where were you before Claude Giroux got traded? Yeah. That's my thing. That's my thing about it. Well, yeah. I mean, because for, for year, the last decade has been nothing but garbage time stat padding. I've seen it before. I've seen it plenty of times the last decade. Players who show up after after it's all done. I mean, that's what this team was known for. They were known for that late February, March run when they were already kind of out of it to try to get them into that eighth seed. Yeah, I mean, how many times did we talk about it? The Flyers losing 11 games in a row and then going on that crazy run to like be in the conversation. So, yeah, I mean, you're definitely right. You're definitely right, man. I mean, I I don't think it's unfair for us to say that we want to shake up. Like, I, I, I don't think... I don't think that's unfair at all in, in any kind of way, in my opinion. But, I, I mean. I feel like people... I just watched the team run it back twice and have the same disappointing season twice. Yep. After not even really earning the right to run it back, the team wasn't that good in 1920 to run it back twice. But you still ran it back twice, and it failed awfully. So now it's time to change the fucking team. Yeah, definitely. No, I agree. Just goes to show, like, if it, if out of three seasons, if the one bubble run was the only time you made the playoffs, and the other two years you didn't, which one's the outlier? I think it's the playoffs. You're you're a bad team that got lucky one year. That's what it looks like to me now. Instead of we are a good team that's getting unlucky. That's just what it looked <laughs> like to me. No, I swear to God, that's what it looked like to me. <laughs> like I said, I, I I can't sit here and blame you, dude. It's been two years of this shit. Yeah, two years of constant excuses. Nineteen twenty is a bad franchise having a lucky season instead of Chuck Fletcher selling the last two seasons as a good team being unlucky. 
Don't believe it. Well, good teams find a way to win when their other players are down. Like, how many times have we have to look at Pittsburgh being good without the best player of this generation? Not including McDavid. I mean, McDavid's like the next generation, but Crosby. Like, how many times have we watched them be insanely good without Crosby, insanely good without Latang for extended periods of time, insanely good without Malkin? It just it, Washington didn't have Backstrom for like I think a quarter of the season, and they still made the playoffs. It just it's I'm so tired of excuses. I'm so tired of people acting like we didn't have Konechny, JVR, Claude Giroux, Claude Giroux, Provorov, Sanheim, Ristolainen, fucking. Uh, Ackerson, team couldn't score a fucking Lawton. power play goal. As Worst as, power play I've ever seen in my life. As much as people want to talk about Scott Lawton as if he's the next coming of Bobby Clark, like people act like, yeah, at times it was an AHL team for sure, but we still had players on this team who could have won, could have won hockey games, and we gave up. We laid on the ground and we died. Countless time after time after time, year after fucking year. We'd like, oh, Couturier's hurt. Oh, Ellis is out for the season. So, like, we can't play hockey. We can't win. We can't, we can't score go power out play. There and win games. Oh, our Selkie winner's out. So, we can't score a power play goal. Like, that doesn't make sense. Oh, dude. Like, we couldn't score. And we couldn't keep the fuck out of our own fucking zone. Did like, you, we were bad in all facets. Did you read the report that if we made the playoffs, Couturier could have played? Are you serious? Uh huh. Remember, he was skating the last two weeks of the season with the team? Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah, if we made the playoffs, he would have probably been back. Like, 90, 90, 90, 90, uh, 90 to 95% he would have been back if we made the playoffs. So, like, I'm so tired of hearing these excuses, man. Like, I've said it before, Chuck Fletcher's got to get creative if he wants to make the playoffs next year. It, like Danny said, if we're not waking up multiple times throughout this summer being like, holy fuck, let's hop on the pod right now, having an emergency pod. Let me hop on WordPress real quick, write a nice little... A blog up about this trade, about this signing, about this extent, like anything, man. Like he has to get creative. It just it, it has to, it has to happen. It absolutely has to happen. We'll see where we'll see what he does. Yes. Only thing we could do now is, I guess, wait for this week to play out with the Barry Trotz situation. Mm-hmm. Wait for the playoffs to keep playing out. Which have and, been fun. Uh, oh, they've been great. Connor the, McDavid. Oh, dude, twenty-three points. Best player I've ever seen touch a hockey stick. Holy shit. He's ridiculous. I man. mean, he's must watch right now. Like, if you are if you are not staying up to watch, like if you can, try to stay up to watch those games. Those games are unreal. The start time last night was better. Like, I think it was eight thirty last night. Oh, it's because it was Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like Saturday it was what ten thirty or something like that. Like ten forty five. It was actually like eleven because it was like it was like ten fifty before it actually dropped. Yeah, that's brutal. so like it. On paper, it was ten thirty, but you know they do always do like the mm-hmm. anthem and all that. Yeah, dude, six goals, seventeen assists, twenty three points in ten games. I mean, like no one. Like, this is how good Connor McDavid is, and we talk about it on the podcast all the time. Leon Draisaitl has nineteen points in ten games, and I don't think I've heard a word about it. That's how good he is. He is a literal franchise say- player on that team. They have two generational talents on that team. Go ahead. Let's say this. All right, picture this. It's realistic and it's insane. Imagine they win the cup. He plays about 25, 26 games and finishes with 50-plus points. (laughs) 
He could finish with 50-plus points in a playoff campaign. That's more than our leading point scorer got the entire regular season. Bro, my pop, my pops generally believes that McDavid's going to finish with 30 before this series is over, which, which could easily happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. Dude, every night, he's like, this is, that's why I'm saying it's must-watch right now. Like, you're seeing the best player in the world finally just be like, fuck it. Like, I'm stubborn, and I'm not losing again. Like, at Dry Saddle, too. Him and Dry Saddle together are doing this. They're just, we aren't getting bounced again. Yeah. Defense can be bad. Goaltending can be bad. It's not happening again. And it's it's awesome to see, dude. Real quick before we go, can you can you guess who currently leads the the, the playoffs in ice time? Ice time? Mm-hmm. I'll give you a hint. It's a right-handed defenseman. That's so tough, though. I, mean, I know. Who? So who's all remaining? It's 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 St. Louis. Wait, is it a team that's remaining? Right. Mm-hmm. So St. Louis. Yeah, Colorado, I'm only doing like the, the active teams. St. Louis, Colorado. Rangers, uh, Carolina. <sighs> Oilers, Calgary. Know, I'm really trying to think, <laughs> but I don't know. Because then I'm thinking of certain guys, and I don't even know if they're right-handed or not. Like Who? Just name them. I'll, just, I'll say yes or no. Uh, Adam Fox. Yep. Bingo, right? First guess. All right. Boom. 27 minutes a night. Dude, that dude's a beast. I like that dude. 27? I mean, my yeah. God. Bro, a lot of people... Brian Dumoulin is averaging 29. But he's on Pittsburgh. People were giving that series a ton of shit. That, that Rangers-Carolina. I'm loving that series. Personally. I love the tight hockey in that series. Um, I understand that it ain't no uh, nine six, Battle of Alberta game one, but Man, that was nuts. Or even the last game where McDavid, even with two goals called back, they win that game five three. Yeah, when you told me that happened, I was like, wait, what? He had two of them called back, and then he scored again. What the well, fuck? One, one was like a like an assist, so like he like drove to the net, the rebound, and I think Drysaddle finished it, called back, and then he had a goal himself called back. But he created both of them. They got called back. Isn't that crazy though? Like McDavid is having that good of a postseason where like nobody's talking. Like he just gets overshadowed over there in Edmonton because of how good McDavid is. Like it's it's insane. If he's on any other team, he's the star of that. And team. his ankle's destroyed. I don't know if you've seen, but like he he, he cannot land a one timer, dry saddle. Like he he got one off the other day, and the announcers on Sportsnet were like, "This is the first time he made like clear." Content like he had a perfect release on a one timer all series. Oh, I forgot about him being badly hurt. Yeah, he can't hit a one-timer right now. He, he I've seen Fuck. him whiff, whiff on, like, eight one-timers, bro. Damn, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, damn. Dude's had a dude's had 100-point pace the last five years, dude. That's absolutely insane. Oh, my God, he's so good. All right, let's wrap this up. Well, it has been episode 80 of yep. Liberty L. Follow us on all socials at the Liberty L. Follow us on Twitter at T-O-Y Danny and at Chris Stumps. Go floor.